This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Everybody, thank you for making time for our uh, annual takeover conference call. Um, as you saw yesterday, we had a very exciting day in Los Angeles as we announced WrestleMania 37 coming to SoFi Stadium in 2021. So we're all looking forward to that as well as this Sunday's takeover live from Portland, Oregon. Without any further ado, I'm going to turn things over to WWE's Executive Vice President of Talent Live Events and Creative, Paul Levesque. Hey, everybody. Um, thank you very much for joining today's call. Um, once again, very exciting time, NXT, this uh, this week's takeover in Portland, one of the, the first of a few um, takeovers here that are, you know, separated from the main roster or the uh, Raw and SmackDown pay-per-views, so a bit of a unique uh, in the timing of it. We're coming from Portland, which has always been a great um, wrestling town, so to speak, with a, with a rich history there. Um, so I'm excited to go there. We always have a very loud and passionate fan base in Portland, so it's exciting to be back there. Um, in addition to that, tonight's episode of USA, uh, excited about Leo Rush and Angel Garza, number one contenders match for the Cruiserweight Championship. You know, last week we saw the return of Velveteen Dream after a long absence, so um, great to have him back. It's an exciting time. Um, this takeover, I'm, you know, to me, this is one of those cards, when, and we talk about this a lot, of it being, um, you know, the cards always seem stellar. It's a bit of a bigger card, and it's um, it just... Uh, laid out that way there was so much great stuff to put on it when i look at this card it's almost like a, a, a mania type card of uh, for our brand at least uh, you know of adam cole and tommaso Ciampa for the nxt championship just tommaso never having lost that title and and trying to get back uh to the place that he was in before he was injured adam cole being the you know probably one of the most dominant nxt champions and it's hard to argue that he didn't have the best uh last half of 2019 of anybody in the industry, one of the greatest performers uh, for the entire year. You have Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano. Um, Gargano having been out a little bit, put out by Finn Balor, this should be epic. Um, you know, from a from an in-ring standpoint, I mean, I can't wait for these guys to go. Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair for the NXT Women's Championship. This is an interesting one with Rhea's Recent uh, appearances on Raw and calling out Charlotte Flair uh, to see if Charlotte will challenge her at WrestleMania for the NXT Championship. It, you know, Bianca's got a point. A little bit of Rhea looking past Bianca, maybe. Will Rhea Ripley even be champion um, on the other side of this? Or is there something special happening in, in, uh, in Portland that will lead to a different chapter? Um, Bianca Belair has really sort of come into her own in the last, uh, you know, the last half of the year and into now, you know, where just one of the most dominant women's rumble performances ever. She has just, you know, I think you, as you saw it in, in uh, promo segments with Charlotte and Rhea sort of just kind of stealing the show, she just has come into her own in a way 
once talent, um, you know, when you're an athlete like her and, and you have that ability, man, once the confidence comes and you can relax and, and be yourself and just let go, um, it's, it's something special when you're at, at a, an athletic level like she is and, and you're seeing that now. It's just the tip of the iceberg. But Bianca Belair, a special performer. Um, Undisputed Era versus Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Pete and Matt coming off of a big Dusty Cup win. Um, that should be epic. Keith Lee and Dijakovic, if it's anything like what they've done on NXT's weekly show on USA, that is going to be uh, another classic of two big men that you don't see in this industry very much that can do the things that they do. And then Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai in a very personal uh, war in a street fight. So the card is stacked. It's loaded. And, um, man, I can't, I can't wait to get there and, and uh, just sit back and watch it. So um, I will open it up to you guys, and uh, thanks again for being here. All right, guys, as usual, one question and one follow-up, please. Thank you. Thank you, and as a reminder, if you would like to ask a question, please signal by pressing star 1 on your telephone keypad. Let's take our first question from Jason Powell with ProWrestling.net. Hey, good morning, Paul. Hey, Jason, how are you? I'm doing great. So you're not doing as well as your Wednesday night competition in those key demographics. Why do you feel that is? And just going beyond, you know, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint, what do you feel you can do better to improve in those areas, those numbers? But God, you, st- you can't steal my catchphrases and then uh, just, you know, <laughs> continue to move on. You took my promo, and then uh, now i got nothing to say. It's like the 8 Mile movie. Um, look, I think it's all about, um, the, the, you know, look, I'll, I'll change the wording around. It's about the long game. And, and what we have to do is um, – get to the people in the younger demos. You know, when, when you're promoted in younger demos and you are uh, viewed in those younger demos promotionally, then that, those are the people that you attract when you're promoted in different demos. You know, it's, it's, when, you, when you look at NXT on USA and you break down the numbers, it's very similar to a raw number. It's very similar to a USA number because that's where we're promoted and that's where we're seen and that's where everything else goes. But the, but the, the, the long game is building up the brand that you build. Um, you know, I think that, and, and people can make this argument, but I think what we have done is come in and proven the in-ring product from a hardcore, not a hardcore in the, in the old sense, but in a, in a passionate fan base of, bell-to-bell action standpoint, right? Arguable that it's, that it is uh, bell-to-bell equivalent or better than anybody. Um, now you start to do different things. You start to add in a bit more entertainment. You start to add in a bit more variety. You start to add in some other things. You have to establish it first. I view it no different than establishing a character within, within an individual show. So, Again, what I say is for the long game, that's what it's for. Now as you establish that brand, now you begin to promote it outside. Now you begin to move outside those things. We'll get those numbers uh, and, and the demos where, where they need to be. I'm, I'm happy with where the show is. I'm happy with its um, trajectory right now. And, uh, and, you know, the plans are in place to continue to move it in the direction that we want it to go. 
And can you also talk about the decision to remove the name women's from NXT Women's Championship and why you just didn't add men's to the NXT Men's Championship? So, so that was, believe it or not, the internet giantly uh, going into, ta- uh, into business on something that was a moment in time. There were conversations that were had. There were, it was basically about not having to beat it uh, into the ground when you say it, but it just got run with. And then once, you know, w- when you have that many uh, people working on a product, and something gets taken the wrong way, everybody in trying to do their job just spreads it. There was never an edict. There was never anything. It was, it was, it really was what it was of just trying not to, if, if you're showing a graphic, you don't have to say the, sh- the title belt says women's, the graphic says women's, the announcers say women's, like everybody, like you get it. There's pictures of women there. Like you get what it is. You don't have to beat it into the ground. It was more that it just got run with and speculated on. It, it, you know, it is what it is. All right. Thank you for the time. We will take our next question from Vincent Diaz with Marca. Hello, Paul. How are you doing? Hey, Vincent. Uh, hello uh, from Spain. Um, I would like to ask you, first of all, finally, we got a Spanish talent in WWE. He's on NXT UK, and his name is A. Keith. Uh, with WWE coming to Madrid in May for the European Tour, I would like to know if there's any chance we get to see a kid in a ring in this live show having a one-on-one match. Uh, it's a possibility. You know, that's a that's a uh, little bit of time away still, but we'll see. As that as those cards are being laid out, he's absolutely a possibility um, of being there. And uh, as you know, NXT is not a developmental brand anymore. Uh, especially after what happened in Survivor Series, uh, is it WWE thinking the possibility of having an next NXT Championship match uh, this year's WrestleMania? Um, well, I, you know, I think um, I think you, you, you know, right now the takeover the night before um, is going to be a pretty epic card. It, it becomes a difficult task when you say NXT at WrestleMania when you already have, you know, an event that goes maybe five hours last year. Um, it's it's hard to put all of that into play in one event. It's why WrestleMania itself really is sort of a week-long um, event now for fans. It, it really, if you're coming into... Tampa for WrestleMania this year, it sort of all starts on Wednesday. We're in Orlando, which is only a, you know, a little bit over an hour away from Tampa. So Wednesday, we're live from Orlando. Um, Thursday, we're at Hall of Fame. Access starts as well. There's events all over the area. Um, Friday, you're into SmackDown Live from Tampa. Saturday, you get NXT TakeOver in what will be an epic card. You then go to Sunday in a stadium and have what will probably be, you know, a, a two-hour uh, lead-in show with epic matches and, a, a, you know, a, a four- or five-hour maybe pay-per-view event uh, from the stadium. You know, if you start adding more into that event, it just becomes longer and it's diminishing returns. You also get to Monday. You've got Monday Night Raw, 
And then, uh, you know, again, uh, this year we'll be doing uh, a special thing with uh, NXT that week as well, uh, coming out of WrestleMania. So, you know, it's a week long series of events. You gotta, you gotta put things in different places. Otherwise, you, you know, WrestleMania will start at 6 a.m. and go till uh, the next morning. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Th thank you. And you're right, A Kid is a spectacular talent. Um, you know, he's going to do big things. And so if it's not on this tour, it will be uh, sooner or later. You're going to see him in a lot of places. He's got a bright future. And we will take our next question from Mike Johnson with PWInsider.com. Third. Hey, Paul. Hey, how are you? The mighty have fallen. So, how are you? Yeah, I, I got to work harder. Sorry. Um, so this weekend is unique in that TakeOver is untethered from a WWE pay-per-view weekend. You did that once before in Connecticut. Um, given how, my, how many matches have been announced, how different should we expect the length of the show, the production of the show, the feel of the show to be from, say, TakeOver the night before WrestleMania or the night before Survivor Series? Because this feels like a much more packed lineup and a larger lineup than usual. So how much more are we looking at in terms of uh, time investment and in terms of production? Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll say it's a much more packed uh, lineup, but you know, I don't know. I feel like every time we have these calls, we say the same thing: like, wow, this card is stacked, you know. Um, and then you get to the next one: wow, this card's more stacked than the last one, and and that's a good thing. I'll, I'll be honest: this this card was debated on heavily. Um, there were so many things that I wanted to put in there, and and um, I'll be honest: I could, this card could have been a bit bigger. But I don't want to, again, I don't want to overload the time on this. To me, once you get past a certain time, it's diminishing returns, as I said a few minutes ago. And I think that's been a strength of the brand is these things are coming in gun, guns blazing and it goes right through and, and uh, people seem to enjoy it. So uh, this card is really one match bigger than, uh, than the takeovers we've been doing in the past. So, you know, you'll, you'll see when it, when, it, when it lays out, you'll see what it is. But I don't expect it to be like this dramatic uh, difference where you're like, wow, that was totally different from anything else we've seen. I think the quality is there. It's been there every single time. We talk about it every time. How do you, oh, my God, how do you surpass that on the next one? Uh, that's always the challenge. I think this one will surpass what we've done before. Um, and then the trick will be in Tampa at uh, the night before WrestleMania to, to outdo it again, and I'm confident that we will. And I'm, no, confident, I'm confident in that because of the talent, because they, they won't have it any other way. Now, I know you talked a little bit about, about WrestleMania already, but how much of there is, I, I don't, I don't want to say a fear, but a concern about cannibalizing NXT with the idea of NXT talents cascading over to the main roster leading into WrestleMania? Should we expect more something beyond potentially Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair, or is that pretty much set in stone that hey we're going with this story, but the remainder of NXT is going to remain quarantined with NXT? I, I know things change on a dime within the company, but I think it's kind of fascinating to see hey with the two-hour show and USA Network now this potential of more NXT talents appearing on the, the, the flagship pay-per-view of the year. What's that conversation been like, and is there a concern about, hey, if we do too much of this, we're hurting TakeOver, we're hurting the weekly series, things of that nature? Well, I think it's, you know, obviously those are 
conversations that are had all the time on a, probably a day-to-day basis. But I, I don't think it's as much – if you look at NXT, the, the roster is loaded um, top to bottom. I, we Probably the strongest women's division of anyone – any roster. Um, the the Even the men's – I mean, it's deep. And there's people sitting in the pocket waiting to get the shot. Right, that's what makes this so good. Um, there's also the opportunity that people will float back down, you know, like and and or I shouldn't even say down, float over, right? Like the, like Finn. Um, you, you know, you you have those opportunities to crisscross because you have this deep talent roster, and I think sometimes people get so caught in the moments of well, this is what it is right now, and it should be this, and it should be nothing else, like. If if um, if you could pull in a pitcher for a moment because you needed one and you 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 use that and then you move them back over, I I think that's a great thing to be able to do on occasion without cannibalizing the brands. If we lost some some top people in NXT to Raw or SmackDown, um, I have no I have no issues with with that because I have a deep bench underneath it. That is the whole point of the performance center and everything that we're doing um, is whether they're homegrown or whether they're, they're uh, somebody that came through the independent scene or whatever that is, is to have that bench, to have that constantly evolving pipeline so things can move and stay fresh. Um, I don't think that's a, a strength. It, you know, people have been saying that about NXT since the very beginning that that that's the weakness to it. I don't see that as the weakness. I see it as the strength um, that 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 movement can happen at, at any time, and it keeps things fresh. All right. Thanks for the time. I'm going to go get on hold for the next call. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will take our next question from Jim Barcelone with Miami Herald. Hey, Jim. Thank you. Hey, Charlotte Flair headline WrestleMania last year. Uh, now she may be in a program here with Rhea Ripley or wherever the NXT champ will be. I'm just curious, are we looking at this could be a possible NXT TakeOver Tampa main event between Charlotte and possibly Rhea or whoever is the champion? And what does Charlotte bring in that whole dynamic, wherever it is? Well, you know, th- there's, a, there's a certain point in time where when you become a certain level of player, Right, whatever you do, wherever you go, whoever you challenge, that's a special thing. I think Charlotte Flair is there, right? She's one of those those uh, special talents that's been involved in so much. One of the first women to headline the WrestleMania ever, right? Like that's history making, and I think she's at that level to where no matter what she does, now where that goes, where, wherever that goes, it's a huge deal. If that's you know, her on Raw, her on SmackDown, her on NXT, if that's uh, WrestleMania, that is a huge deal. And I think that th- that's the beauty of having people in a spot like that is you can do just about anything, and it's a huge deal. As far as where that goes, you have to watch and see. And then Simone Garcia Johnson officially signed with WWE. What advice do you give someone like her with the lineage, the background, also at her young age? Um, you know, I don't think that there's any advice I could give her that she doesn't have already coming at her from her dad and her mom. Um, 
you know, they will know the challenges that she will face of being the rock's daughter. Look, I wouldn't, I don't envy that position. Um, because you know, when we made the announcement, uh, and you see the media coverage of that, it's, I mean, everywhere and every conceivable format and every conceivable level, people are talking about it. When she tries to do this, the spotlight is so incredibly bright that you have to be a very strong person. Um, you know, I think it was talked about last night. Somebody told me on on uh, on FS1 on on backstage that the maybe one of the only people that can relate to that situation is Charlotte, right? And she still deals with to this day. She still deals with that. Well, she gets what she gets because of her dad. She's pushed because of her dad. She's this because of her dad. Like, and and I mean, my honest opinion is my opinion. None of that is true. Charlotte earned everything, every single thing that's that's put in front of her. She earned, um, but yet she's still questioned on it, and that's tough. You have to be very thick-skinned and have a very strong resolve. But if there's one thing I know about Simone, having known her for a few years now here. Um, she has that. She the the reason she's in the PC is not because she's the Rock's daughter. She had a, a passion to do this. We brought her around the system. Her passion was so evident. You know, I mean, when I say does everything, I mean she's putting up the ring, she's picking up towels, she did everything. You know, every time she's ever been here to prove herself. In, in what this is. And it's not a thing, well, I'll just do this for a little bit to show them that I care. And then it's just who she is. Um, you saw that in her dad. She, she's, she's one of the hardest workers here. Um, she continues to be. She's earned the spot. Um, and she's treated like everybody else here. She's earned the spot. It's hers to lose or to keep. It's hers to succeed at. It's hers to grab and work harder than everybody else. Um, she's like her dad. She stays humble. She's, you know, and in that manner, and, and even I feel bad right now. I'm just saying, well, she's like her dad, she's her dad, this, right? Like, it's not about him. It's about her and her passion to do this. She loves this. It's her family business. It's her family lineage. That's a lot of pressure on a young girl. And, and hopefully if I, I know everything else she'll put into it. I know it. I see it in her. I believe it. She will go to say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done any length to succeed at this because of the passion that she has for it. If there's anything that I feel like 
hopefully that I can offer to her here and this team can offer her and this performance center, everything we do can offer her is the ability to stay strong and, and be able to get through all the stuff that's going to come her way because of her last name and because of who her family is. Um, and that's, that, that's going to take a strong person, but she can do it. She, she has that resolve. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Jim. We will take our next question from Connor Casey with comicbook.com. Hey, Paul. Thanks for taking the call. Appreciate it. Hey, Connor. Um, uh, in the last few months, we've seen uh, Keith Lee lock horns with guys like Roman, like Seth, and Spolisco with Brock. Um, backstage, has there, has there been a bit of a fight to, you know, keep him on NXT? And you're like, no, we got, we got more stuff for him to do before we move him over to Raw or SmackDown? Has there been, any, has there been discussions about that? Look, look, there's anybody that gets any kind of a um, a momentum moment in anything, there's always clamoring from somebody about them, ooh, hey, I'd like to have that, you know, and, and all those things. Those are strategic discussions that are had with um, Heyman, with Bruce, with that, that those teams, with my team. And, and it comes down to people's development. You know, it's a, it's a funny thing that, and, and I'm, I don't mean, mean this to necessarily say just specifically about Keith, but, but a lot of talent, they, they begin to have a moment and then there's, there's these thinking like, oh my God, they're so, they're so ready for this. They're so uh, good to go. Man, what took so long? All this stuff because they believed it was there. There's these little nuances of success within this business that we're trying to teach at that level. It's one thing to have a moment of success. It's a long, it's a different conversation to have a long run of success in this business. And how do you handle all that? And how do you handle the those moments in time? And what do you do with them? And how do you capitalize on those? They're, they're all big components of this. And you want somebody to succeed. It's hard to say to somebody, look, I'm not going to give you that now because I want you to succeed longer term. And if I give it to you now, it's going to be short term. So those are all things that we have to weigh through um, on, on all these talent. But, yeah, if you don't think that uh, – look, you don't have to look much past just looking at Keith Lee to go like, oh, I, you know, you, you, you see what he looks like and who he is. You see his personality. And then you see what he does in the ring and you're like, yeah, no, I, can I have him, please? You know, um, I think same thing when you watch Bianca Belair in, in uh, the Rumble or, um, you know, the things that she does in the ring or her personality now in promos. You see, uh, you know, Velveteen Dream. You see Ciampa. You, I mean, I can go down that list, right? But you want to make sure that they're ready for success on all levels. And also, where's the best place for them, for them to succeed? Because the brands are slightly different right like in that uh, the entertainment components the way the way the the, the storylines are crafted and handled some talent are you, you've seen this over the years i believe even just before that was before this was a, a deal that certain talent resonated better on smackdown certain talent resonated better on raw wasn't wasn't the right fit for them you saw that back in the 80s certain talent resonated better in in wcw or the nwa certain talent resonated better in in, in uh, the WWE uh, because, the, because they're slightly different and um, those are all bits and pieces that weigh into this. So yeah, there, there's, 
there's always anybody that is getting over or getting a look and is beginning to create buzz everybody's calling and looking at them and and that's that's a cool thing about it and then you just got to run with it for as long as you can and as long as you have them right the final decision comes down to Vince and and always has and that's that's the beauty of all of this is you know that there is there is that final answer there and he can it can help to guide where everything goes and help it be successful on every level uh, and a follow-up, um, we, we didn't get a chance to see a, a, a halftime heat special for this year's Super Bowl. Was that purely a production thing? Where we was, was, Did it sneak up on people? Like, what, what was the decision to not do it again this year? No, we kind of knew the Super Bowl was coming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, it's kind of tough to tell Fox, hey, uh, when they're your partner, that, you know, you know, yeah, you know what we're going to do is we're going to try to swear, sway people over from halftime show and uh, – and get them to watch our halftime heat show. A little different when uh, the year before they weren't our partner. It was also a moment in time where, you know, people were clamoring about the halftime show not being what they wanted to see uh, last year. So the timing of it was right. This year, would I love to do that? Absolutely. Would I? Was the timing right for it in this year? No. And 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 um, I'm also glad we didn't because they had a crazy spectacular halftime show that. Uh, you know, I was there. I was there in person and watching, uh, watching them be able to convert. Watching Fox and that team and uh, everybody that worked on it. I don't know, all, you know, all the production details of it, but for them to be able to convert a uh, a football field inside of 30 minutes into a concert stadium and then back into a football field without damaging anything, without it, uh, and put on that level of production is mind-boggling. And we will take our next question from Ryan Satin with Pro Wrestling Sheet. Hey, Paul. How's it going? Hey, Ryan. What's going on? Uh, not much. Just waking up still here on the West Coast. So uh, you talked about talent loading over, and now we've seen Shayna Baszler on Raw this week. Uh, has she officially shifted to that brand for now? I don't know. I'm scared to see her here. I don't want to get bit. She got sharp teeth, apparently. I guess it's a, it's a scary, it's a scary thing. I, you know, I'm, I'm wearing big collar today, just in case. Uh, I, you know, I look. I think I, I think that'll play out. You know, there's there's a fascinating thing for me with that, and there was a, a you know a, a ton of buzz. I think going into the Survivor Series and and uh, building up people for Becky Lynch and, um, you know, her, her rise to where she is, has been insane. And, you know, I'm so happy for her, but you know, you, you have to have that, that, that base of opponents and all those things. So, um, hopefully that turns into something massive for both of them. And, uh, and we see where that goes. Like I, I at this point, I'm not a hundred percent sure as far as, uh, as far as right now goes, I you know, I sort of look at this like um, like sports teams in a way of where do things net out, and you got to make deals to get people to go different places. As far as I'm concerned, right now, Shayna Baszler is still an NXT talent until we make a deal for her to go someplace else. So, um, does that mean uh, there's a moment where a Becky Lynch comes hunting for a Shayna Baszler, or vice versa? I don't know yet. We'll see. Cool. And uh, lastly here, uh, you guys had a big 
signing with Killer Cross and with Timothy Thatcher as well. Can you talk us through the process of signing them and, and just kind of uh, why you wanted them as part of the, on, on the team? Well, if anybody's seen either one of them perform um, and, and what they do in ring and, and, um, and out of it, I guess, in, in some way from a, from a promo part and everything else, who wouldn't want them? Um, so, yeah, I, I was uh, thrilled to have them, shocked that it, uh, it, it didn't get out prior to when it started to. Um, testament to both those guys of, of uh, you know, usually there's a small grouping of people that know, but, but them, them uh, kind of keeping it to themselves and, and letting that be a surprise. And, you know, at the end of the day, the, the, the surprise is not the be-all, end-all, but it's nice when you can can keep things and, and get a reaction from people on them. And, and this was one of those instances and I'm, I'm excited to get uh, both those talent in the mix because they're, they're both phenomenal performers. And, you know, I believe that with the team that we have here with, you know, the coaching staff here with everything that we do on all levels and TV production, teaching them that, that side of it, um, that's what that's what helped makes a performer long term in this is that TV side and the and the television creation and production side. Um, but once we can really, as as we're beginning to now with them, once we really can fine tune and hone what they do, the skill levels there, it's it's fine tuning and honing that both those both of those talent have incredible upside um, to do amazing things. And and you know when you mentioned Cross, you have to mention Scarlett as well. So. That that's a, a she, she's a very talented uh, performer as well. So I'm excited to get rolling with all of that. Great, thank you so much. Thanks, Ryan. All right, we have time for two more calls. Okay, we will take our next question from Miguel Uceda with Mundo Deportivo. Hey, Miguel. Hello, Paul. How are you? I'm good. Yourself? And fine, thank you. Uh, you mentioned it earlier that this takeover shows a, a bigger part because for the very first time since NXT takeover Brooklyn 2 in 2016, there are not five but six matches announced for the main event of the of the for the main card, sorry, of the event. Does it mean that the length of some of the, of the matches could be reduced so it does not affect the running time of the show? So I mean that's always a, a um it's always a concern or not, you know, like a part of the planning process of, of the takeovers or, or any pay-per-view that you do of the length of time and how long things go. But it, for me, it more than that comes down to the, what, what do talent need? Right. Um, some, sometimes talent need 30 minutes to tell the story they want to tell. Sometimes they need more than that. Sometimes they need a lot less than that. It depends on the stories. So when we go through these cards, there's a lot that's poured into all of this. It's not. It's not just a like, hey, go, you know, hey, go, go do this. Right? We're we're working with the talent, um, and 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 having conversations around how do we think this should go? What's the story we're trying to tell, and how long do we think we want to tell that story? You know, I don't. You know, when you when you start to make a movie in Hollywood, I don't think you start out with the premise of like this needs to be three hours and it needs to be exactly this. And that's how we're going to tell that story. And then you're shifting the time around, right? You, you, you kind of go through it and you see what works and, and what feels right. That's what we do in this. And, and that's what will happen um, this week. And we believe that we have 
the right mix and the right everything to give the right length of show overall for the right length of matches, uh, you know, we, we feel like we're in the right spot. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing it that way. And we'll and we'll see if we're right on uh, on Sunday. I would like to ask you now about a kid, the very first Spanish wrestler to be signed by the WWE. You said earlier that he has a bright future, but how do you feel personally about his progress in the company, and what is next for him in NXT UK? Uh, well, I feel great about his his progress so far. You know, it's it's um it's a, an amazing opportunity to take somebody like I said earlier. When you have a talent that has all that um all that athletic ability and potential, and then what do you do with it? How do you cultivate it? It's it's not just about like hey, here's where you are. Throw them on TV and then let them go. Right in any sport and any athletic endeavor in any um, form of entertainment, coaching and producing and getting people to that next level is what makes them grow as performers and and take that next step. So if if you're really just saying, hey, uh, go out go out there and do what you do, and and that's the end of it, then then that's tough to get to the next level and grow. We're, we're cultivating talent. We're taking a, a base of a talent like somebody like an A kid who has all the potential in the world, and we're going to help him maximize and realize all that potential, hopefully. Um, and, and he's going to grow a lot. And, and growing is tough, and it's painful, and it's, you know, we're going to make him get outside his comfort zone and try to do things that he's never done before, and we're going to see if he can succeed at him. And, but the, the long-term intent is to make him the biggest star that he can be so that, you know, um, a few years down the road, you know, or, or whatever that is, or, or soon. He's he's on and headlining takeovers for NXT UK. He's on or headlining takeovers for NXT. He's on or headlining pay-per-views and, you know, WrestleMania and, and so on. It's it's to try to get them to be as big as stars as possible. Okay, Paul, thank you so much for your time. No, thank you. I think so. Yeah, I, I think everybody thinks so. That's why everybody's asking about him. It's, it's awesome. He's a he's a great uh, talent and a great human being, and and everybody is enjoying working with him. And uh, you know, when when you have somebody like Shawn Michaels that's over there singing your praises and and helping you get along the way, it doesn't get much better than that. And we will take our next question from Justin Labar with TribLive.com. Hey, Justin. Hey, Paul. Um, I was curious when I ask you about your agreement with Full Sail, if you guys are contractually obligated to do TV there every week or if uh, you have the availability and want to maybe, maybe not every week, but to take NXT TV on the road. Um, obviously, I know that comes with expense, but also you know, open up you know, revenue options as well. Has that been discussed at all? Yeah, look, I, I, we, we have... Um Full sale is one of our um, most valued uh, partners, I think, that we have in, in WWE. They've, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a, fu a funny thing. It's a, almost more like at this point, almost more like a family relationship than it is just strictly a business relationship. Um, to be honest, I... I you know, at this point, I can't even tell you if we have a contractual obligation to it at this point because we're just at the point where we just have conversations and, hey, here's what we're going to do. When the, when this opportunity came up, hey, here's what we want to do. 
we feel like being here is a strength. We feel like being here um, long-term is an opportunity and a moment. It's a learning experience for everybody because people forget what happens here benefits all of WWE. We're not just, through, through our partnership with Full Sail, we're not just training, you know, talent, in-ring talent. Um, we have producers that are, that are uh, producers and directors that are, doing WrestleMania now and, and that level of stadium shows that cut their teeth on that job here and wouldn't have had that opportunity otherwise. Um, we have camera guys, same thing. They're, they're weekly now, Raw, SmackDown, doing pay-per-views. They'll do WrestleMania that, that cut their teeth doing that here. Um, the amount of, of talent in-ring, outside of the ring, production-wise, uh, you know, writing teams, um, every aspect of what we do, the stuff that you see and don't see, you know, um, WWE is a, 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 it's funny, you know, because people just see what they see on TV and they, and they think that's the end of it. And the machine that is behind it is massive. And us creating the people that are the, the inside gears of that machine or what happened here at full sale. So I can't, the partnership goes so far beyond all of that um, from just, hey, we, we, uh, we would rent, we're renting out your, your live facility every Wednesday. You know, um, it's so much more than that, and, and uh, we value that partnership at, at the highest of levels, and I, I really mean that across the board of the company. Um, it's, the full sale is like, a, it's like family to us and, and um, part of that partnership. But, but to that point, we, we will always do what is best for business, and, and uh, if we felt like there was a different opportunity with the brand, we absolutely would look into it. You know, there's, there's a, a, there'll be a show coming up. We'll, we'll have an announcement soon where we're, we're going to be out of full sale uh, for a week because there's a, um, a prior commitment here and a, and a commitment that they can't change, and, and we're okay with that. Like, there's a, we, we've known about it since the very beginning. That, you know, they, they also are – they're running a very successful college year um, and a very successful business of their own. So it's not just about what we need. It's about what we need together and, and how do we make that work. So they're supportive of us. We're supportive of them and we do what needs to work uh, best for each other. So, uh, but, but we can, you know, we can do that however we want to do that and however they want us to do that. Great. And my other question is um, Matt Riddle. Super entertaining, obviously in the ring. Super entertaining uh, on social media and in all of his comments. Uh, you know, he continues to, to call out Brock Lesnar. Uh, obviously, there was an opportunity maybe to see that happen at the Rumble. We didn't get it. Uh, the internet says that 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 his comments doesn't necessarily make everybody all the lift events happy. Uh, what can you say about Matt Riddle and Brock Lesnar potential ever? Look, I don't know. I, to be honest with you, um, I've not asked anybody about it. I've not. Uh, no one has expressed. There, you know, certainly Vince didn't express his uh, his uh, disapproval of anything that that was said, and I'm sure if there would have been an issue, he would have called me directly. He's, I'm not sure you ever met him. He's not shy about that. Um, so, you know, I, I didn't see that. I've I've heard what you heard. I w there was a conversation between the two or whatever, and um, Matt's Matt, Brock's Brock. If they had a conversation that's between them, they're men, I get, would assume, uh, I don't mean that to 
to be disparaging to anybody, but they're grown, they're grown adults, let's just say that, right? So they had a conversation if they did, uh, whatever they decided amongst themselves. Uh, you know, to be honest, sometimes I read something like, I don't know if that's a work, if that's a legit, I don't know, but to me, I, it doesn't, I, I don't, I don't care either way. Uh, from that standpoint, I'm entertained by it. And, um, you know, if somebody has a problem with it, they come to me, then I'll help deal with the problem. But right now, it is what it is. You're right. Matt is an incredibly talented performer. Um, he's very vocal. He's uh, He has his, his own personality and his own viewpoints on things, and that's a great thing. Um, Matt also is a guy that, you know, look, I think I think Brock is of the opinion. My, my guess would be that if you're gonna if you're gonna write checks, you better be willing to cash them. And I, I think Matt writes checks that he can cash in his mind. So who knows? We'll see where it goes. Uh, it's uh, but Matt, this, the sky's the limit for Matt Riddle as a performer. Um, and we'll see where it all goes. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, that'll wrap up today's comments call. Thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you every uh, very much for the call. Uh, again, this uh, this weekend should be spectacular. And uh, once again, um, we have a very interesting uh, mix again for NXT this weekend with Poppy being in Portland and playing. She's got a new album out and uh, uh, opening the show for us. It should be uh, spectacular. She's just been a great... Uh, a great partner with WWE and a great asset and uh, very successful and, and continuing on our end to break new music and new acts and, and add more entertainment. And so very exciting for me. And I look forward to doing more with her and many other uh, music acts down the line to, to help keep this brand rolling. Music sets the, the vibe and the tempo for everything we do. So um, thrilled to have her there. And uh, I know it's going to be something special. So thank you guys for the call. Um, I appreciate it as always. We'll see you Sunday. Talk to you after the show. And um, thank you again. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.